Every leader wants to be an excellent leader, but the loneliness and the isolation of being at the quote unquote top can make excellence feel like mission impossible. Aaron Walker has been in small business and community leadership for over 42 years. And Aaron joins me on the podcast to share the secret to defeating isolation and loneliness as a leader. I've followed Aaron Walker and his story and his work for many years now. And here recently, I had the the privilege of meeting him face-to-face at a conference at, at PodFest. We're just so impressed by him and his work. So I had to have him on the podcast to share his wisdom with you because Aaron agrees with me that it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. And Aaron says that isolation is actually the enemy of excellence. And in this podcast episode, Aaron is going to share with you the secret to leadership excellence. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. This is the Rookie Leaders Podcast. It's the podcast offering leadership lessons to newbies. My name is Michael Tanner, and with 30 years of leadership experience, it's my mission to help you become the leader that everyone loves and wants to follow so that you can positively impact business results as well as the lives of those that you lead. Before we chat with Aaron Walker about excellence in leadership, let me quickly make you aware of our leadership calculator. You're listening to this podcast because you want to improve your leadership. And to improve your leadership, you must first measure your leadership. And our free calculator provides for you an objective leadership score, but it also provides for you the details for improving your leadership based on your results. I'll share more with you about the leadership calculator at the end of the show. But for now, let's get over to my conversation with Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker, welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Michael, I'm so fired up to be here with you, buddy. Thank you for having me on as your guest. Man, here's the deal, Aaron. I'm just thrilled to have someone else with a Southern accent on the podcast. (laughs) Here we go. We hadn't even been on 30 (laughs) seconds. We're already going down that path. Everybody tells me all the time, man, where are you from? Yeah. And I'm like, well, deep in the South, (laughs) Nashville, Tennessee. And it's just the way God made me, right? Well, I'm sure you're like me. I don't leave Georgia that I don't get the comment. You're not from around here, are you? I know I hear that all the time. Everybody thinks I'm from Texas. I don't know. I said, well, if everybody in Texas sounds this country, I guess that's where I'm from. I can see that. I can see that. Well, Aaron, listen, I am honored and I'm I'm really blessed to have you on the podcast. I've been following you and your story and your your journey with mastermind groups for quite some time. I, I believe I I told you a while back that I first heard your story, I believe, on the Ray Edwards podcast. Uh, yeah. And ever since I've been trying to keep up with what you're doing, uh, because I'm really just a big fan, especially of your efforts around mastermind groups. So I wanted to share your thoughts and your experience with mastermind groups with our audience today. How's that sound? 
Yeah, sounds good, man. That's right up my alley. I love mastermind groups, and I'm happy to accommodate whatever would be beneficial for your audience. Yeah. So as I mentioned to you before we hit the record button, I want to kind of enter into this conversation from the from the angle that I, a cliche about leadership that we hear a lot. And yeah. we hear people say of leadership positions that it's lonely at the top. Hmm. And I understand what they what they're talking about. I understand the context. They're talking about the, you know, the decision fatigue, the idea that from an org start org chart standpoint, you're the only one in that position and the the right. burden of responsibility. But I always respond to that cliche with it doesn't have to be sure. uh, lonely at the top. So if you could start with kind of how would a mastermind group, how would a group of people help someone that's feeling lonely at the top in their leadership role? Michael, if I could, I want to give a little bit of context yeah. because I was one of those persons saying what you just said years ago. And yeah. so let's go way back just for a moment. If I could, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here 61 years now. I love Nashville and uh, started my first business when I was 18 years old. I didn't go to college, and so I met a couple of guys with a lot of money, and we formed a partnership, and we started our, uh, our own business. And then I sold out to a Fortune 500 when I was 27. Uh, God really blessed our efforts, and he really gave me an opportunity to go forward and do some other cool things. That was kind of a springboard that allowed me to do some other pretty cool things. And then uh, fast forward another 10 years, I was, uh, I was 40, 41 years old. And uh, I was headed to the office and a pedestrian walked out in front of me. And unfortunately, uh, I, I ran over and killed a pedestrian that day. And it absolutely just brought me to a screeching halt. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like what in the world is going on? And so it took me a period of time to kind of work through that. And uh, I was at the Curb Center in Nashville at a concert uh, a few weeks uh, after that, I had decided to retire. Actually, I said, I've been chasing money my whole life, and I've decided to retire. And I saw a buddy of mine there, Dave Ramsey, and uh, I had been sponsoring Dave's show. I was his second sponsor when he first started back in the early 90s. And uh, we had a friendship, and he came up to me, and he said, hey, man, I've been thinking about you, and I want to invite you to join my mastermind group. And I started laughing. I couldn't hear in there real good because it was kind of loud. You know, it was during intermission. And and I said, uh, Dave, what is a mastermind group? And he started laughing. He said, just come to my office next Wednesday morning. I'll introduce you to some of the people that are going to be in there. So I go home to Robin. And Dave and I have known each other for years at this point. And I went home to Robin, my wife. And I said, Robin, I told her what David said. And I said, I don't want to do it. And she said, why? I said, you know how Dave is. He's going to be all up in my business and he's going to be asking me hard questions and he's going to find out I've got some loans. And, you know, it's like, I don't even want to do that. She said, why don't you just go try it? And so reluctantly I went and I sat around the table. He introduced me to the other guys that he had invited to be in this group. And I was really quiet oh, for wow. a little while. Like I didn't say anything. I just introduced myself and told what I did and who I was married to, how many kids I had, just the bare minimum, just what I had to say. Well, the following Wednesday, I went again, and a couple of the guys started sharing a little bit. Next Wednesday, go back, same thing. Well, the next Wednesday, I go back, and they started talking about situations with their wives that they were struggling with, and I go back another week, and 
Uh, one of them's telling about a situation with his kids and he didn't know how to handle that. And following week, a guy brought up something about his cash flow wasn't good. And I went home, I got all excited and I said, Robin, I have found my people. She said, what do you mean? I said, they're more screwed up than I am. And I said, I have absolutely found my spot. And we spent Michael the next 10 or 12 years. And we met every single Wednesday morning for about an hour and a half. And it radically changed my life. And the reason it did, it gave me a safe place to let the veil down. I didn't have to have this facade. Like I could be me and I could say, hey, these are my superpowers. This is the kryptonite. This is my blind spots. And I need help there. Like I don't know what I don't know. And the most valuable aspect of that group was other person's perspective. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how hard you want to see it a different way, you can't. You were raised a certain way in a certain community by certain parents. And that's the way your vision is formed and you just can't see it another way. And there's a lot of other better ways if we'll subject ourselves to the scrutiny of this group. And so that's what I elected to do. I went all in and that was my first interaction with the mastermind group. And I, can honestly say what little bit of success I've had since then, I can attribute to the vast majority of it to these mastermind groups. Yeah, you know, I can empathize with that, Aaron, and, and I can only imagine how fearful it was to go into a group and tell Dave Ramsey that you have <laughs> loans of some sort. <laughs> I know, it was like, what? i never forget it, Michael. I walked in the first meeting, and they were talking about a book they were going to study. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, to be honest with you, I don't like to read. And they looked at me, he goes, you know, to be honest with you, I don't care. He <laughs> said, if you're going to be in this group, you're going to read because you just don't wake up the next day smarter. You just don't get smarter through osmosis. That's right. And man, he took me to task. And I'm telling you, man, it was game on for the next 12 years. Yeah. But it sharpened me. It helped me. It gave right. me that insight. It gave me new perspectives. It gave me accountability. Right. And I no longer am lonely at the top. I've always been the president of the company. We own 14 companies over the past uh, 43 years now. And uh, I've always got my own personal board of directors. You talked about initially not wanting to get into this group. And I understand all those reasons why you didn't want to get into this group. But then that revelation that you had that everyone else in the group we're struggling with very similar issues than you. I'd love for you to talk to a little bit to that revelation, yeah, because I think a sure. lot of leaders feel like, well, I'm the only one struggling with this, or I'm the only one that oh, yeah. has this problem and no Great one else point. will understand me and my issues. You know, I think it's important to point out because uh, I've told this story, obviously a number of times I'm interviewed quite a bit. Dave Ramsey and those guys weren't, then who they are now. This is decades ago, right? And I think it's important for us to all realize that it is because of these groups that these men are who they are today. And they'll all attest to that same thing. But he was starting on his journey. You know, we had been friends for a few years prior to that, but it was because we were able to go into these groups and really share who we were. And what I was scared to death, honestly, because I'm a man, right? I don't want anybody to know I got problems and I don't want anybody to know me and Robin disagree and we fight and we have cash flow problems and my kids don't always behave. And I'm like, I didn't want anybody to know that. But how much uh, more of a man 
are you if you really say, you know what, I want to get better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to go through that, that fear, that trepidation. I'm willing to go through that to get better because it was a stark realization on me that I didn't know everything. And if I really wanted to go to that next level, uh, to really be good because isolation is the enemy to excellence. And then when you're isolated, you can't be all that God created you to be. You need other people. We're designed to be in community. Mm-hmm. We're not designed to be in isolation. We need that accountability. We need that feedback, that insight. See, we don't know what we don't know. And when we're in there and we share, when you have a general consensus of the multitudes, you got six or eight people that kind of align with where you're headed and what you need to do. I can't tell you how many times I got out of the shower on my way there, you know, and if you're like me, Michael, you get out of the shower, you got three new business ideas every (laughs) single day. And I would get there and I would go in and share one of those ideas. And somebody would say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And I was like, what? Somebody said, no, wait a minute. If we tweak it a little bit, if we add this component to it, if we give them this resource and we give them this idea, maybe they're onto something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all those things that you just said, I didn't even know I needed it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I'd rather look silly in front of 10 people than I had the whole world and then lose all my investment on top of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a mindset shift. And I just want to be around people that don't have a dog in the hunt. They don't have anything to gain or lose mm-hmm. as a result of them giving you feedback because your business partner or your family member, they're biased. Even if they don't want to be, they can't help but be biased. But when you're around people like I'm referring to, they'll tell you the truth. And that's what we need to make good decisions. Yeah. You you know, I love that. And I, you know, you talked about, I'd rather look silly in front of those 10 people or five people, whatever it is, than, than everyone, basically, you know, I've, I've certainly had, holes shot in ideas that I thought were brilliant ideas. Uh, and it feels a whole lot better coming from, as you said, that, that select few that you trust, that, you know, you can be vulnerable with. And to your point, they're unbiased. They, they have no skin in the game here. Mm. Um, You just uh, said something that's really vital to the success of being in a group and that's to be vulnerable and transparent. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that most people don't want to be because Mm -hmm. here's what they think. If I'm vulnerable, if I'm transparent, if I really tell you the truth, you're not going to like me as much, or you're not going to think I've got it together. See, there's nothing further from the truth. What vulnerability and transparency do at that intersection, that's where real strength begins. And now we know what we're dealing with and it doesn't make you less than it's just, you haven't had that experience or you need to be shored up or you need to borrow someone else's courage when you don't have any, Mm -hmm. or you need them to push you through these upper limit challenges, or you need them to give you this accountability in order to get to that next level. And when we're alone, we keep kicking the can down the road. We procrastinate on everything because if nobody knows, then you don't have to do this thing. But when everybody in that group knows, you don't want to go in there and be a loser. It's not like, yeah, I want to go in there and not do the thing I said I was going to do. So what happens when you do that consistently? You look up one day and you said, I've done this task consistently. And now you wake up one day and the goal's been reached. Yeah. And it's because you've had that level of accountability in the people around you to encourage you on. And so that's just what I've been willing to do now for over two decades. But I think the vulnerability and the transparency, it leaves this indelible impression on people. He's real. Yeah. And this guy is somebody that I can trust because, Hey, I'm vulnerable. 
and I get it. And so that's the reason that we need to be that way. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought up that point, Aaron, because in some of the efforts that I see, especially in the corporate world to, to build accountability groups or maybe mentoring programs or something like that, I feel like this vulnerability and transparency and trust factor is missing from those programs. Yeah. You know, a company may start a mentoring program. And so what they do is they take a junior person and a senior person and they partner them together and say, okay, now you're in a mentoring program. Off you yeah. go. And I don't feel like the level of benefit ever really is obtained because of that mm. lack of uh, mm. transparency and vulnerability and so forth. So I'm, I'm so glad that you, you know, that you mentioned that part, because I think that the, the biggest struggle that we have is between our ears, right? The things yeah, that our really. mind is telling us that oftentimes aren't true. Mm. And it's an, only when we're willing to be vulnerable and tell people about those things in our mind that I think we can really get the support and the help that we need. Here's an important piece to that. If you're in the corporate space or if you're looking to get involved in a mastermind group, uh, we're doing this right now. Actually, I'm involved in leadership at our church and I have been for numbers of years. And I went to our pastor about two years ago and we've got about a hundred deacons. That's kind of the elders of the church. And um, I said, we're not near as deep as we need to be in our deacon body. We've got about 4,000 members of our church. And I said, I would like to work with them personally and help them really go deeper. And so the component that's missing in our churches and mastermind groups and the corporate industry is that we don't have the framework. You see, that's what we've created at Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind is the framework. See, because people don't get asked, they don't tell. Mm-hmm. And then when you present an environment that is conducive to this vulnerability and transparency and you're shown the value of it and you're interested in that person, not just in the end result of what they can accomplish for the corporation, but what I'm teaching, we're doing actually three beta tests right now at our church. We have 30 men that have signed up. I'm leading one of the groups and two of our facilitators are leading the other two groups. Now I've been going to church there over 30 years. There's members in these groups that have been at our church for 25 years that don't know anything about each other. They don't know where each other work. They don't know their families. They don't know their kids. They don't know their interests, their aspirations, their goals. They don't know their dreams. They don't know where they've been. They don't know where they live. They've never been to lunch with them. How in the world are you going to serve together if you don't even know each other? So we've created this framework that we do in our mastermind every single week. And we ask the important questions. We go there, we give you an opportunity to answer these difficult questions. And once you do that, it's so refreshing. It's so freeing because you're like, Hey, now they're interested in me. A pastor that we had years ago used to say, Hey, this is not about you. And I would contest that. I would say, yes, a certain portion of it is about me. It's about my family. It's about me growing my children up. It's about me developing as a person. And we don't ask people what we do is say, Hey, go serve the widows and the orphans. But we don't ask, are you doing okay, Michael? Are you and your wife? Okay. Do you have boundaries built? Are you providing for your family financially? Where is it that you have a need? Is there some objective thing going on in your life that disallows you from concentrating? Is there goals and aspirations personally, professionally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, 
And you're like, man, yeah, I've got issues and all those. Well, we need to get to the bottom of that. And we've reached a solid foundation. We work up from there. And now you're equipped to do the things that God called you to do. Whether it be in the corporate space, entrepreneurial space, or at church, we're dealing with people and relationships matter most. Yeah. And I love that. And for a couple of different reasons, first of all, you talked about this framework because I was going to ask you a little bit about how do you build up that vulnerability and that, that that transparency and trust in your group? And one way that I know that that happens is just over time. But the struggle with that is you've got to spend a lot of time together before you get to that level of feeling comfortable and being vulnerable. But when you have a framework that you can follow, that you're all committed to following and you're asking one another those questions then that just speeds up that process of getting to the point that you're comfortable with one another and you're transparent and vulnerable with one another. You know what the catalyst is, Michael? The catalyst is the leader. Mm-hmm. The group will never go further vulnerability right. or transparent than the leader. And so we're in these organizations today that the corporate folks are hiding. They're not sharing anything. You get into a lot of these churches today and they don't share. They're not vulnerable. They're not open. You get into some mastermind groups and the the leader, the facilitator is not open. I'm very open. I'm very candid. I'm very honest. And then these beta groups that we're doing right now for our church, right out of the gate, man, week two, I just shared my personal life, struggles that I've had Fortunately, Robin and I next week celebrate 42 years of marriage, but it has not always been a pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. I've not always made the best decisions. I've not always been the best dad. And I say, these are the mistakes that I've made. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I've done in my life. I wish that I could go over. I wish that I hadn't have done some of these things, but the truth is I did. And I want to help you dodge those landmines in your life. And so people listen because of that. I mean, I said earlier in the interview, you know, I mean, I ran over and killed a pedestrian. I mean, there was a lot of guilt around that, you know, and I had to work through that. And I shared these stories openly. I've made some bad choices along the way. I've made some bad financial choices along the way. And I'm like, hey, let me shoot a flare over the bow of your boat. Don't Mm -hmm. do these things. And here's why. Yeah, I've built strong boundaries in my personal life. When I travel, there's certain things I do, certain things I don't do. And the reason I do that is I respect my wife mm-hmm. and I honor her and I don't want to do some of the wrong things. And so certain accountability, 30 years, I've been in an accountability group. Every single week I meet with three guys. They know everything about my life, very intimate questions. They know everything about me because left to myself, I'll make bad choices. Mm -hmm. And then if I know I'm going to answer these questions every single week, I'm more apt to make the right decision. That's what I'm referring to when I say the framework. But when you're isolated and nobody is ever taking you to task, they're never holding you accountable. They're never asking you these boundary questions. I ask dads all the time, like how many of you go home in the afternoons and then you put the kids to bed and you go right back to working? Little Billy wants to go out and pitch baseball. Be like, son, I got this email. Mm I've got a sin. Time slips away. He goes in and takes a shower and goes to bed. You miss that opportunity. And I want to tell you right now that you only get one go through with those kids. Right. You don't get a do over with them. Like the, uh, the office, if you're going to cheat, cheat the office, right? Mm-hmm. Because you make more money. You can start another company. You only get one go through with that family. 
to see if we're not calling people out. If you're like me, Michael, you love to work also. And if you're not held accountable, you'll work longer than you should. And you'll do it at the expense of your family. That's right. So we just got to be really, really careful with all these things. I can see some of the framework you're describing in the mastermind groups that I'm a part of. Uh, There's this one in particular that, it may be my hot seat day and, and we are in there and I'm, I'm talking about something that I, I want to do in the business and maybe take a step here or a detour there or something. And, and we talk through the logistics and all, and I get feedback from them on things, steps I should do and so forth. And all that's great. But I know that there's this one member of the mastermind group. And in the end of all the logistics that we talk about, he's going to ask me, Michael, what scares you the most about doing mm. what we've recommended? And he yeah. will not allow me to give just some surface level yeah. answer or something like sure. that. He's going to dive deep in that because he knows if I don't do this or if I do it in a half-hearted mm. way or something like that, it's because of some fear that I haven't faced. And so he, he forces me, makes me to go ahead and out loud talk about that fear and address it up front. Uh, so I, I just expect that element of the framework to happen in that mastermind group. And Michael, who's doing those things alone? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody listening to this right now asks themselves those questions. Mm -hmm. Nobody can push them through these upper limit challenges alone. If you could, you would have already done it. Right. That's such a Yeah, and so we've got to have people around us really asking us tough questions, helping us overcome these obstacles. We do a program called Come As You Will Be. And what that means is, is that we look out three years ahead and we think about aspirational goals in five key areas of our life. And we have to come and present it to the group as though it's already taken place. Now you own it. It's a mindset shift. And then we go back and help you develop a strategy to do the task every single week to accomplish that goal. Then there's an accountability tool that we overlay on top of that that makes sure you're tracking every single week. And you're like, you can't get up. You can't get away from it. If you really want to do that, it's really priority. We're going to help you accomplish that goal. Well, see, alone, I don't know about you. I don't have that kind of stamina. I don't have that ability to hold myself accountable, to think forward like that, to ask myself, I don't even know what to ask myself sometimes. Right. And so these other guys that have been there do. That's the reason we need it. Yeah. And it's so important. I'm glad you said that too, because this is not just a group of people getting together to just kind of talk about things openly and willingly and free, you know, free. This is structured. This is purposeful. This is intentional for whatever type of growth or success we're, we're aiming for individually. We're not for everybody, to be honest. It's not talking sure. about your best golf game and the biggest fish you caught and mm-hmm. how much beer you drank over the week. That ain't us. We're about right. getting it done. I yeah. want to move the needle. Yeah. I want to live adventuresome. I want to live in a way that I maximize my time here. At the end of the day, when they lay me parallel, I don't want to have any regrets. I want. I don't want to go, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I don't want to do that. I want. If I'm afraid, I want to fear missing an opportunity more than I fear failure. Yeah. And I okay. want to go out there and go for it. And I got to have people around me to help me do that. Well, well Aaron, I didn't uh, prepare you for this question, mm. but I, I, I've got to ask sure. this question. I'm assuming in your mastermind groups, it's much like the ones I, I've experienced. When we enter into these mastermind groups, we make a commitment to one another. 
And basically that commitment looks like this. I'm as equally committed to your success as I am my own success and sure. whatever success means. But you, you just know that I'm as committed to your success as I am my own success. I'd like to understand from your perspective, what is it like to have that group of people, that small mm. group of people that you know with certainty, they're equally committed to your own success as they are their own? Yeah, well, they're your 2 a.m. friends. I mean, they are your personal board of directors, as I referenced earlier. They are the people that really cares because we present a framework and an arena that you can come in and be vulnerable without condemnation. Uh, there's no judgment. You just come in and you share who you are. Listen, there's all of us are screwed up, right? I mean, all of us have areas in our life that we need to be better. We need to level up. And so when you're able to go in knowing that you've got other people that really care about you, that are interested in you, not just for what they can suck out of you and go to the next mastermind group. That, we've had people meeting seven and eight years in the same group. These people are doubling, tripling their business. Uh, we have people now that we had two guys that joined three years ago. They didn't know anything much about buying real estate. And they bought three houses. There were two brothers. They bought three houses. And they got in. They said, we'd like to buy more. Well, let's fast forward. Their group taught them how to scale that business. I just had dinner with them Friday night, uh, went up to Ohio. They've bought 286 houses. And he told me, he said, we attribute all of the success to the mastermind group. They taught us how to scale. They taught us. They were interested. It was nothing to these people. They didn't gain anything financially out of that, but they taught them how to scale that business. Same way with people with some kind of addiction. Guys walk alongside them and help them get off of that addiction. Guys that are not really good dads, they help them be better dads because they run that through your filter through your core values, every decision that you make. And it's like, it's very rewarding when you see a dad step up and he goes, Hey, I'm the best dad now that I've ever been, or I'm the best husband. We had a guy that quit ISI. Well, he told his wife he did. It was an April fool's joke. She lost her mind. She said, you're getting back in there right now. She said, that's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And he said, oh, it's an April fool's joke. She said, well, it's a good thing. Cause I was fixing to kill you, but it's just, See, here's what is so cool. Now we've got those guys that are forming partnerships. They're starting businesses together. There's one guy that's doing a real estate investment there now. He started this fund that he's raising money, and guys are getting involved in that. There's Bible studies that have you know, spun off of this. There's other groups that meet. This is, we meet once a week, but they're now meeting some of them multiple times a week. They've got weekly accountability meetings with other guys in the group. It's a brotherhood. It started its own community as a result of this. And see, it's because we go in and lower that veil, lower the facade, and we're real. And that's what we've created in Iron Sharpens Iron. But listen, your members can do that themselves. I mean, they can go out right now and find accountability partners. They can get involved in these mastermind groups. They can have, like, I haven't done anything out of the ordinary except offer myself to be accountable, to be in these groups, to be vulnerable and transparent because I want to get better. And I just can't do that alone. And so, yeah, man, it's life-changing when you get in these groups. Well, Aaron, I mean, I I'm sold. I've been sold on mastermind groups for a long time. And I really appreciate 
you sharing your insights and, and we've kind of talked around iron sharpens iron and, and mm. what you've got put together there to, to build up these mastermind groups. But I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit more about ISI, who's it for and how they can find it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I'll start out with the last question, uh, view from the top.com spelled with a V Victor view from the top.com is our parent company. Iron sharpens iron is the mastermind of view from the top. Um, you know, it's for anybody that really wants to go far with a community. Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go further, then go with a group. And, uh, I don't know why anybody would not want to be in a group like that, that can really pour gasoline on your idea and hold you accountable, walk through it, give you the resources you need, you know, give you the encouragement, push through these upper limit challenges, give you a different insight, uh, show their perspective, uh, give you the connections, the networking that's involved. We're in four or five different countries now. We're in the majority of the states in the U.S., mm -hmm. but it, it just affords you so much of what we can, we call them ISI brothers because most of these guys are closer to their mastermind counterparts than they are their actual blood brother. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we can't share with our family because there's this civil rivalry going on. And, you know, you were, y'all understand, mm -hmm. I don't need to explain that to anybody, but when you can go to these other folks and share, and what's so cool, you can be anywhere and do it because we do it virtually. Right. And so no travel time, you sign on, you do it for an hour, you sign off. Guys are connecting like crazy all through the week. Uh, you've just got to have a go-to. I, I know when COVID hit, uh, how much we were isolated at that time. And these guys were saying, hey, I, had, I needed to make decisions hourly. It wasn't weekly. It was like hourly. We had to make decisions, right. how to run our companies, what to do, uh, the resources, you know, all of uh, the the finances that the government was providing and how people can make application for that. And if you have to shut down, what am I going to do? What's an alternative? That's just one tiny example of what we've been able to do. But yeah, if you're someone that really wants to go far, maximize every area of your life, we would love to have an opportunity to discuss Iron Sharpens Iron with you. So go to viewfromthetop.com and one of our team members will reach out to you. Yeah, I highly encourage listeners to take advantage of this. Um, and, and I know you'll agree with this. I've heard you say this before. You, you, you talked about the COVID pandemic and all the decisions and all that were having to be made on an hourly basis. And the struggle there is if you're not already in one of those groups, that's not the time to try to no. form one or be in one. You've yeah. got it. So don't wait on a crisis. <laughs> to a lot of people look think for this. I can jump out there then, but it's yeah. like, if you're really going to let them know who you are, we need to be forming and building these relationships when things are good. Yes. And a lot of people right now are saying, Hey, I'm in pretty good shape. I don't need that. Well, you never know when you're going to be blindsided. That's you right. never know when that left hook is coming. It's happened to me countless times throughout my life. And it wasn't until I had this mastermind group that I felt a safe place to go share to get good feedback and advice. Awesome. So yeah, build awesome. them early. Yeah, definitely. It, now is the time for you to get into one of those mastermind groups. Well, Aaron, listen, I want to be cognizant of your time. I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience 
uh, with us. I'm sold on mastermind groups and I hope our mm. audience is as well. And, and I don't say this just for the recording and just to say thank you, but we are sincerely better leaders for having spent some time with you. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it, Michael. It was a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Man, there you have it. My conversation with Aaron Walker. Uh, I know you enjoyed that conversation. Aaron is the real deal. Again, I got to meet him here uh, face-to-face recently after following him uh, for many years. He is the real deal, and uh, I completely agree with him in in the importance of these mastermind groups, getting yourself in a group. I've talked about this before many times on the podcast, but I so admire his what he's doing with his Iron Sharpens iron mastermind group. So let me tell you, let me give you a few of my key takeaways, if my personal key takeaways from that conversation with Aaron. First of all, he talked about how he had rather fail in front of a few people than in front of everyone. We were talking about, you know, it, within the mastermind group, he can bring an idea to that group and they can tell him that it's a bad idea before he gets in front of everyone else, his whole team or whatever, with that bad idea. And that is such a valuable um, concept there to have these groups and uh, utilize them to uh, as kind of a vetting process before you get in front of your team. Also, another key takeaway, he talked about that vulnerability is the key to success. And I completely agree with this. As a leader, you can't put on this facade. You can't put on this fake mask. You've got to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable with your team and what better place to practice to exercise that muscle of vulnerability than in these mastermind groups as uh, as Aaron is offering another key takeaway here he says no one pushes through a ceiling alone I completely agree with that later on in the in the podcast uh, there at the end he also he kind of quotes a um, an old proverb right that he, he says if you want to go fast then go alone but if you want to go far, then you've got to go with someone. And he talked about how no one pushes through these, these ceilings, whatever you're limit, limited by, you're not going to push through that alone. And so if you want to go far, I, I assume as a leader, you want to go far. And so uh, you've got to do that with someone. So key takeaway there for me. And then right at the end, as we were closing out, he talked about the time to get into one of these mastermind groups, to get into one of these support groups, accountability groups, whatever you call it, the time to get into one of these groups is right now. You cannot wait until you encounter a crisis and then try to get into some type of support, accountability, mastermind group, whatever. Uh, You can't do that. You've got to get into that group right now so that you can begin to build those relationships exercise that vulnerability muscle, get the the input and the feedback and so forth that you need from that team. That way, when that crisis does hit, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When that crisis does hit for you, then you already have those relationships established. You already have that group established. So get into one of those groups right now. Having said that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to head over to viewfromthetop.com. That's viewfromthetop.com and enroll in Aaron's Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Program. And then when you do, then come back to the leadership calculator so that you can measure and understand exactly what you need to do on this path to excellent leadership. To do that, all you've got to do is head over to the 
leadershipcalculator.com. That's the leadershipcalculator.com. Utilize our calculator right after you've enrolled in Aaron's Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind program. And again, you can find that at viewfromthetop.com. So thanks so much for tuning in. Blessed to be able to share with you Aaron Walker and his views on mastermind programs. Until I do speak with you again, know that I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are a leader who has questions or feels like this. I was new to leadership. You're just hoping to show them the, the right path and right. hope they catch on intentional saying, hey, this is the path we're taking. As a new leader, not having people work for me, how do you go about hiring people, finding right. that right team member? How do we have everybody want to be on this team because the goal that we're going for helps them, helps the company, helps everybody. Yes, this podcast is here to help with that. I share with you everything I can to help you grow into a leader everyone loves and wants to follow. But let's face it, it will take me years to share with you my 29 plus years of leadership experience via a weekly podcast episode. So if you're really serious about improving your leadership faster to positively impact business results and the lives of those you lead, I invite you to consider the Leadership Accelerator. This is the 30-day challenge I've created to teach leaders like you the principles guaranteed to improve your leadership effectiveness in just 30 days. Leaders are watching their leadership improve with every action taken in the 30-day challenge. I would even include my confidence level, even just having simple conversations with people. I don't feel the edginess of trying to have a difficult conversation. Leaders are fast-tracking their leadership growth. I feel like I gained five years worth of experience just because I've gained five years worth of knowledge. Over the course of 30 days, you'll get deep, hands-on, and step-by-step -step coaching from me on every element of our leadership equation. It's the mathematical science behind measuring your leadership. You have a predictable, measurable way of looking at leadership, that a different way that I've seen people describe it. While the Leadership Accelerator is a self-paced online course, you will also receive multiple opportunities to ask me directly your specific leadership questions. So if you're ready to commit to improving your leadership, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator right now. And if you're still on the fence, you absolutely have to do it. The word is acceleration. It'll accelerate your knowledge, your experience, your confidence. What are you waiting for? Once again, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator and sign up. I can't wait to meet you in the program. And remember, I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well.